It's Wednesday, February the 3rd, 2016, and this is the One More Verse podcast. Hey everybody, it's John Nix here, and on behalf of Vertical Purpose Ministries, I want to welcome you to the podcast. I'm glad you're here today. We're going to be talking about Jonah, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. I'm so grateful for a God that gives second chances. Jonah's made it out of the fish, but God has not changed his mind about Nineveh. God has not changed his mind about the person that he wants to go and fulfill this commission in Jonah. And so God comes to him again. And he says to him, I want you to do the same thing I told you to do the first time. Arise, go to Nineveh, and I want you to call out against it the message that I tell you. Now, in going to Nineveh, it's important to remember that the Assyrians and the Israelites were not friends. They hated each other, and there had been so much inhumane treatment of Jonah's countrymen that the very thought of him going there really was uncomfortable. But God comes to him, and Jonah had made all kinds of vows and promises, and so when the word of the Lord comes this time, there's a different result. Jonah doesn't run. Jonah doesn't try to find a ship going the opposite direction. Instead, Jonah obeys and he heads toward Nineveh. Now, Nineveh is described as this exceedingly great city. Uh, it's three days journey just in its, as the scripture describes it, breadth. And so this was not like a small place that Jonah was going. And you can imagine a Hebrew going into this Gentile nation to go in and say, all right, here's the thing. Uh, I'm here to tell you about God's judgment. We, we don't know a whole lot about it, but as he goes, God has told him, I'm going to give you a message. I want you to proclaim this message and I'll explain to you what to say. And so he heads in and he finds himself there. He's in the city and he gives what has to be one of the worst sermons ever. It's very simple and it's very short. You got 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Imagine a foreigner coming in. He has to get through the gate and he has to explain what he's doing in town and what his business is and what his desire is. He makes his way into the city and since it's three days across, he's going from place to place and he sets up shop and the sermon is simple and the sermon is not pleasant and it is just this. You got 40 days and then Nineveh is going down. And so the crazy thing about this, and this is one of the things that for me, when I read the scripture, I'm absolutely overwhelmed at God's sovereignty and his power in the nations. This pagan people in Nineveh, hearing the sermon of a reluctant prophet who has gone and has given a terrible sermon, they do the unthinkable. They believe that God is telling the truth. That this is indeed a word from him. And so they believe this. And these people, they call for a fast. They put on sackcloth. And it says from the greatest to the least of them, everybody participates. An entire country begins to repent. The message is so powerful and the repentance so overwhelming that when the word reaches the king of Nineveh, 
We're not talking about somebody that's just in the streets and maybe is a little simple and they don't necessarily understand all the nuances. We're not talking about, you know, somebody that just doesn't have any power. And so whatever the crowd does, they have to do. We're talking about the king. And when word reaches the king, the king arises from his throne. He removes his royal robe. He covers himself with sackcloth and he sits in ashes. This is an incredible and almost unthinkable thing. The king of Nineveh, hearing the words and the rumors and the people around him from this reluctant prophet, this terrible sermon gets up, renounces as it, as it would be his authority, recognizes that he is in submission uh, under this God that is going to bring judgment on Nineveh if they don't repent. And he covers himself in sackcloth and ashes and he issues a, pro- a proclamation and he publishes it all the way through Nineveh. And he does this in conjunction with his nobles. And, and he says, listen, this is the biggest deal our country has ever faced. Nobody eat, nobody drink, and not just nobody, no thing. He doesn't want the animals. He doesn't want herds and flocks. Nobody. He just wants them to repent. He says, let them all be covered in sackcloth. Let them call out to God and let everyone turn from their evil way. The violence in their hands. Perhaps this violence refers to their inhumane treatment of people and or slaves. Perhaps it is literally uh, social injustice or um, perhaps it is the orphan and the widow. We don't know exactly what this violence in their hands is, but the king not only repents, but he calls the people to repentance and he calls them to renounce the wickedness and violence that they are, that they're, they're ongoing patterns of disobedience. And he said, who knows? This was not a guarantee. He wasn't bartering, but he said, who knows? Perhaps God might turn and relent that he might turn from his fierce anger and we might not die. This message that we've heard from this prophet who has come into our our city and has proclaimed this dreadful and terrible news to us. Let us all act immediately in accordance with that word and let us repent and fast and let us call out to this God. Perhaps he will spare us. And the Bible tells us that this, this amazing thing takes place. Grace just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. God's love for his creation is just absolutely astounding. Uh, we're talking about a revival that is unrivaled anywhere else in Scripture. As you read the scripture, what takes place in Nineveh, it's just unthinkable that these people would repent and believe God and call out. And we see God relent from the disaster that he had intended and that what he was going to do to them. We, we start this chapter with a reluctant prophet finally obeying, going into the city, going about the city and crying out to a people that he has no relationship to other than their enemies. He has no background with them as far as we can tell, and he really doesn't want to be there. And in spite of all that, he proclaims the word of God, and in that proclamation, the people believe and they repent. An incredible movement of God. This revival in Nineveh is one of those places for me that absolutely blows my mind. Every time I read it, I just marvel. 
We're, we're talking about, you know, some reluctant missionary going into the middle of, you know, I don't know, Iraq and saying to um, a, a group there that, hey, you got 40 days and then the country's going down and them believing and repenting. This is incredible. And God shows his great love for all peoples, Gentiles and, and, and pagans. And they believe and God relents from the disaster. And it's just an amazing picture of his grace, his love, and his power. What a great day in the scripture. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. If you need more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, you can visit us online at johnnicks.org. Catch up with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can find us using the handle the John Nicks. And don't forget, download the app. It's called Vertical Purpose. It's available on the platform of your choice. You can get this and additional resources. Thanks again, guys. This is John Nicks. I'll see you tomorrow for one more verse. <laughs>